All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Buster Show. Today we have another very special guest, John Antonelli. What is going on, my friend? What's good, Buster? I'm excited. So I, I think a great place to start this off. Obviously, you know, you run at B-Ball on Instagram um, and your personal at Antonelli and you do a bunch of other stuff as well. But, uh, and I run Hoops Nation or, you know, used to do it day to day. Now somebody helping out, but theme pages, theme pages on Instagram, uh, a theme page for those that don't know is essentially just a page on in any specific niche that is like a meme page or about a sport or about a movie or anything like that. <clears throat> That's pretty much what it, what a theme page is. But I don't think people understand how young the kids that run all of these pages are. Do you want to touch on that a little bit? Because how old were you when you started posting on social? Um, when I started posting on social, it was. 2014 I was 13 14 um eighth grade year of uh elementary school or uh, middle school so yeah these kids it can range it range anywhere from like 12 13 to you know 18 plus 18 19 so these most of these theme pages are you know kids with kids with a phone like your classmates people you know so it's 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 a relevant thing among young young generation now we're young kids like us so and it's kind of like the best of both worlds when it comes because if you're an if you're a super popping influencer young that is dangerous waters very dangerous like you have a lot of say bro a lot and like it's one thing for people to come at us on like b-ball and say yo this post sucks it's like all right they're not attacking me personally yeah. Imagine being 14 and people like coming at you over your over anything. It's even now with the wave of TikTok, the amount of kids that became, you know, influencers. You can look at like Charlie D'Amelio, for example, extreme. But she's she's one person that has taken a lot on as a very young kid, just personally, though. And that's dude, that's tough. And I, I, you know, to that example too, she has handled it so well. So well. As well as you can possibly handle it. Yeah. Whereas I've seen others not handle it as well. (laughs) (laughs) But back, back to these theme pages. So this is, this is a very real, I think the first thing I want to debunk real quick is having a million followers does not mean you have a million dollars in any way, shape or form. Uh, I, I don't like the best way to equate it. Like, what do you think somebody who has like a hundred thousand followers on a theme page, um, charges for a shout out? Um, a 24 hour, I could see them charging maybe 50 bucks. Right. So for those out there, you know, you can, you can, you can math things to where, um, you know, it's not that directly from the page, but I think the value in all of this, and I know we're both the biggest believers in this is just that building up these pages isn't about like the followers mean nothing. Like it's great, 
Yeah. But it's all about the people who you connect with, the people that you meet and the opportunities that that brings you. Definitely. Because that is the million dollars. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's the, the thing that allows you to reach others. It's like the, the thing that gets you into the door, the footsteps of some of these people that you wouldn't think you could, you know, talk to or, or relate to or even add value to in some way. I think that's the, yeah, that like we like what you're saying. That's the million dollars right there for sure. Um, but granted, for like all for all of us being young and getting like fifty dollars here, a hundred dollars here, two hundred dollars here, it's the best thing ever. And it's like you can't even describe it. Like not having to do anything except click a button. <laughs> And it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt the anything. It's just like you Nothing. post it, and then you go on posting more basketball, more themed content. It's it's quick. It's easy, and sometimes it's cool depending on who you're, you know, promoting for. You gotta make sure it's something that you believe in too, though. There's a lot of like weird. You can get across some weird uh, things to post. Things people want you to post or like links and things that are not legit. So there's a, lot, there's a lot of things to look out for, for sure. Most of the things, I mean, I remember we both got hit up to promote like Kobe jerseys in yeah, like February. Like it's the work. Sick, bro. <laughs> People are crazy. But the point, the point is that, um, you know, for, uh, for all of us as kids doing these things, building these theme pages is such a, it's a very real thing, um, but I, I think kind of the most fun part for people to grasp is just like all these pages you see on social are run by like 13-year-olds. Definitely. <laughs> and it's such a funny concept when you're like looking at your feed, you're like, oh, like all these pages, like they, they must have giant media companies behind them. They must have like social teams, like all this content, 13-year-old in class. In India. Going through his day, <laughs> finding stuff on Twitter, you know, <laughs> giving his crazy takes like what a 13-year-old would, would give depending on the theme. But, yeah, young kids. <laughs> and I, sure. I think, too, when you started – well, you started on Instagram, uh, I think, earlier than I did, or I was doing different stuff on Instagram. But um, did people tell you that it was super saturated when you started? Um. Yeah, when I first started, it was actually the opposite. I thought it was really? uh, there wasn't that many because back when I started earlier on Instagram than you did, I was more 2015. Yeah, in the summer 2015. So it was like, you know, video just became a thing on Instagram, and it was like the early stages. Um, yeah, I mean, there for me it was different because I first started just posting, you know, videos that were just videos of music every couple of days and it's not at the scale that I learned a couple of years ago but yeah definitely it was uh you know not not that many basketball pages everyone was kind of moving taking the switch from vine to instagram I think that was a huge thing for instagram too was the the small vine creators all going to instagram was another way that, that another thing that like pushed the whole mm. movement with sports too Cause you were on, you were on Vine before Instagram, right? Yeah. So I was on Vine for a year, uh, just sports videos with music every day. 
that's I mean the thing is with the with like me and you what we're doing is you know we both found a passion for something that we could do online and one of those things for me was creating sports videos with music still is and and like like you too I know you got into the whole you know fantasy um talking about fantasy sports and just always in the space of broadcasting and stuff um but yeah we found things that we're passionate about and a lot of these kids theme pages they all love the things that they're doing and posting and promoting it's like they love the Knicks if they're a Knicks fan page or they love the you know they love a certain movie movie character you know things like that like some fan pages all these themes are backed by kids that are passionate about it you know and that's where the day-to-day comes that's where it becomes consistent and like we can get into that is like the consistency factor, as you know, huge for theme pages. It's everything. And I think it's only possible to your point because we're all passionate about it. Like you cannot do it if you're not, like you just won't put in the work to be consistent. You can't post once a day and call it a day. Yeah. Like that's just not a thing. Like Especially gotta, now. Yeah. You got to show the hell up and you will do that if, if, you know, it makes sense. I'm going to make a bold claim here. I literally think that kids are better off starting a theme page in summer on anything, like a fan account, whatever it is, than doing a summer job that they hate. I agree. Dude, I, I, at, at one point, I was like, I remember it was like 2016. I'm like, why? I keep doing this routine of like social media stuff. I'm like, what is this going to lead to? You know, I'm not getting any, like I'm, like everyone's like, Oh, like, are you going to get a job in the summer and stuff? And I'm like, I'd rather spend my time on something I love doing. And I think kids like that is, I find it like cool that I found something I'm passionate about early. I'm kind of lucky is because these kids push the way to, you know, doing a job that they hate, doing stuff that they hate all the time and getting into the path of like, you know, it's not good. <laughs> but, but anyway, back to your point. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I think whether it's, you know, something just uh, something you like watching on TV or whatever, like find that thing that you would want to make an account around and do it. That's huge. Yeah. And then you end up connecting with like like-minded people. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't have met if it weren't for each of us starting our accounts. That's the crazy thing. That's what I say all the time. The people I've met, I've met nicer, nicer, greater people like through what I've done because it's something that we both love it, you know, and it's hard to find that and social media and just the technology we have now makes it easier, which is sweet. It's like a, it's a gift also as you keep like as you keep doing better and better like in in turn i i imagine this applies to everything but i can only speak on where it applies to us is like to when you when you connect with people who are you know doing similar things to you it means by default that you both put uh that you both put so much passion and effort into it that by default you are a good person because you are happy and you are happy because you love what you do. And I think it all comes full circle to that. And that's, that's the place that I implore everybody to try 
to do whatever they can to find. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's just everything, bro. What are, what are some of your tips for people that now have been motivated by the last three minutes and want to start a theme page? (laughs) Um, first tip I would say is do your research on the, on that theme, like see what people are already posting right now, you know, do, do the, the work to, to look at Twitter, look at your Instagram feed, see if anyone's already posting about it, see what content you can scrape up, see what you can find. I think that's the hardest part is of all of this is finding the content to post. Cause if you don't have content daily, like it's, it's really not going to work. If you can't find content daily, if you can't like content is like the main, I would say the main piece to all of this. And then once you find that content, then you do it at scale too. So, like we were saying, posting consistently every day, not just once, but anytime you have free time. I think that's kind of what worked with me. I'm not sure you, Buster, but um, anytime I had free time, whether it's like throughout the day, instead of just sitting, I'd be on my phone looking for content or looking for things to post. I still do it. I see a cool play, you know, see something funny on Twitter. So it's that that constant look for content. And then the second thing I would think which is huge is, is consistency. And then the third is collaborating. So finding other small pages, no matter the size to see what you can bring to them in order for you to gain a bigger following. So it's like cross promoting ish, um, through their communities, starting from zero is tough. Um, and the biggest thing is reaching out to people, reaching out to everyone who follows you, like one, two, three, four followers, like reaching out to them and seeing what you can, what they like, what they don't like, and, and continuing to do that every day at scale. It's like you have five followers and then you reach back to them, you see what they like, and you continue to do that and collaborate. You So it's a lot of things, but I think the main thing is content and then consistency, of course, but also collaboration. It was a huge thing for me um, to start. You know, it's really funny, and I, I think about this a ton, but like, your engagement, uh, your engagement percentage is so important. It matters much more how many people are engaging with your posts than how many people are following, although both are important. Um, and I, I think about it in terms of this, like, uh, like let's use girls as, as an example. Girls our age who are just like, they do whatever, like they're majoring in college, they're doing their thing. Their engagement ratio with a thousand followers is like 50%. It's true. Why is that? It's because they have super fans. Everybody's a super fan because there's a personal relationship. They know the person, they want to know the person, or you know whatever it may be, there is some true relationship. Now, how do we how do we replicate that? And it's different when it's like thirst traps, like I'm not I'm not saying go out and thirst trap with your theme page content, but like how do you build some sort of intimate relationship with people. And like you said, reach out to them, say, thank you. Yeah. you know? Reach even if you have a million followers, reach out to 10 people a day and be like, thank you for following. Yo, appreciate it. Respond to five comments. We we've spoken about this before we spoke together in Toronto. And I think we spoke about this. Imagine if LeBron replied to fans comments. Dude, his engagement would, would skyrocket easy. Everyone wants a comment from LeBron or everyone wants a comment from, everyone wants to feel like they're a part of something bigger. 
you know, something that's like unique to their, to their feed. Cause there's every, everyone's posting, but is everyone reaching back? Is everyone seeing, you know, that next step, like, Oh, that you care. And that's huge for, for people. And also even for theme pages, as much as people don't think theme pages are people, it's, it's different. Cause we're not like, you're not sharing your personal side, but you can create that authenticity i feel like that's what we we've learned is like we've created something that's bigger than just a theme page it's something that has its own voice you know in its own way 100 percent um it's you know theme page is like a very slang term but like in reality they're all everybody's a media brand yeah um or a media company because there's no difference like the fact that a 14 year old runs it and has just as many followers as complex. Like there's no, you know, there's no, yeah. the only difference is that somebody's paying for people to run it and somebody isn't. I'd rather be the person who's not paying. True. Um, and I, I think, you know, I, I think, you know, as well, the reason that so many young kids are in charge of like this space is because of time and people who are older have a job don't necessarily see the value or don't like can't stoop down to the level that it is because it's pretty low level like <laughs> at zero like going from zero to a thousand but you know there are, there are things you can do to expedite that but that's besides the point and i mean like natural shout outs and organic yeah definitely like that um but i i think it comes back to time right because like we're in class like we don't care about class but like we care about this and we have like time yeah. at the end of the day and we go home. We also have no overhead. Exactly. I mean, that's the main point. We have a roof over our heads already, you know, most of us. Uh, but the thing is, we don't have something. We have 18 years to not get to that point, you know, of worrying about more than just making, you know, getting food on the table for, for ourselves. And that's huge for, and I mean, that's why these kids jump into it. It's instead of you know, gaming or doing something else, which is good as well. This is another type of gaming in a way. This is another type of hobby or, you know, sport-ish kind of thing. Um, it's just another, another thing to do that's out there. That's better than scrolling. And it's better than being another consumer, which we, we you need consumers. We're all consumers that too. You know, I consume a lot of media as well. It's not one or the other i think it's just all on one so i feel like yeah that's the huge point no overhead that's dude that's that's definitely it because <laughs> it's like if you're fortunate enough not to have to like work and help support your family you're doing nothing yeah like so what are you gonna do about it like are you gonna take that time that you will never have again i mean you know, unless there's a pandemic, you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not, you're not gonna get that back. Um, Definitely not. Long term, you know, jokes aside, you're not like you're not. It's not gonna happen. You're gonna have to pay rent. You're gonna have to do this X work, that Y work. But you have this opportunity now. If you're 10 to 18 and lucky enough to be in the position, or 10 to 22 if you're in college and that's being taken care of for you that like you can literally do so much that nobody else can do. 
like what we did at our ages, like that, that young, it's almost impossible to replicate as a 24, 25, 26 year old. It's almost impossible. You cannot put that much work in. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the only other option is you, you do it after everything else, which is tough. Like it's doable. Like if you're 24, 25, you know, I always hear it from, from Gary V too, is you, you put it in after every, after the things you have to do, you know, you set that three hours on the weekend aside, you know, on a Sunday, but it's just not, it's hard. I mean, it's not like a, a real. Yeah. A real although I, one, one thing I will add to that as well is that a benefit that a 25, 26 year old might have is that they can work extra hard at whatever their other job is and then apply some of that capital to it. True. I mean, that's, we see people come into the biz sometimes and it's just like zero to a million real quick because they just put like (laughs) right four media companies they're getting cnn shout outs um yeah obama whatever the hell it may be um (laughs) and that's that's definitely realistic too but if you want to go the organic 100 percent organic 100 percent natural route it's a lot easier to do at a younger age. So I implore the kids listening to, uh, you know, and whatever the hell they do, it doesn't have, this doesn't apply to theme pages. I think it applies to anything is just take advantage of all that time. And don't, don't squander it, you know, jeweling. That's the example I like to give. <laughs> yeah. Apply it to something productive, something that, you know, is you love doing, but also something that can build you up as well. And I think the big secret that nobody talks about, bro, is that like success will only make you want to do more. (laughs) And, you know, there are a lot of false forms of success. Jeweling is my go-to example. You do it. I've never done it, but you do it and you think you're on top of the world. But, and, and that's what, you know, gets you to, to come back. Whereas, if you applied it to something like, um, like, you know, playing basketball, you are getting physically healthier. You're, you know, exercising all these new skills and traits and, and things of that nature too. Definitely. You're getting a, a different type of high or high on life instead of high on other things. Um, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> so I want to talk to you about um, about school for a second. We both went different routes, and I think this will be a, a super interesting conversation. Um, you are at college at Duke right now. Um, what, for you, was the deciding factor um, on going to college as opposed to skipping, and why did you choose that? Um. I think the main thing, so I, I had a, not a lucky opportunity, but a good opportunity um, to go to Duke through. So I huge with, you know, helping out with video stuff. I helped the, I developed a really good relationship with the wrestling coach at Duke. Um, and then he helped me get into the school through, you know, as a wrestler, I wrestled all four years of high school. He, um, Helped me get into school through wrestling and through that 
that portal. Um, and I saw Duke as a perfect place to like, like I looked at it as like, originally I was always thinking, I don't know, like about college and about, you know, wanting to pursue something that wouldn't add value, which a lot of like, a lot of the things in college, I feel like can be done. You don't need to pay or you don't need to spend that time. But I looked at it as a place for me to not only, you know, pursue something I love, which is I love being around athletes, I love being around the wrestling aspect, but I also wanted to um, get more experience or just get more exposure to computer science. Like it's, it, for me, it's like, it's only four years I got to um, push myself in a, in a school setting. It's the only four years I have to do that. And I got a great opportunity that I, you know, let's say that didn't come across. Let's say I didn't, Duke didn't come across my plate. You know, maybe I wouldn't be here, but I felt like Duke was a, a great fit for me. It wasn't, it, I had, you know, enough things that pushed, pulled me into the direction of Duke. You know, the, the whole atmosphere at Duke, the sport. I love basketball. Duke's a great basketball school. But also just me being in an environment for four years that I can push myself the only four years I can. Because, like, after these four years, then I can do that other stuff. And, and you know, it's not only is it just about, you know, Duke, but it's it's about being at a place that will allow me to push it. And, like, any place really would have done that. But I just felt like, you know, the opportunity arose and uh, I took it. And I'm also lucky and grateful for all the the support to get into the school. I mean, it's not an easy school to get into. Um, and then computer science, the other twist to it is I love, you know, I wanted to do something different. Like I, I know I love media, I love sports, but I also wanted to increase my understanding of, you know, computer science. And I don't think I would have pushed myself as hard if it was on my own. That's tough. I mean, it's tough learning something of that nature on my own, just the whole the premise behind it, whether it's online or in person, I just think, you know, college is the right, you need college for certain things, for certain majors. Um, and for some majors you don't, and for a lot of things you don't, but for something like computer science, I really think you need to be at a university for sure. Um, that's just my thought on it, but. hundred percent, you gotta be super self-aware. Yeah, I think that's yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's different for everyone. And I know for you, would love to hear more about it too. Your thoughts, but I was a crappy student. That was bottom line. Like <laughs> I had no it. Like I did. If I had the same passion for computer science that you did, I would be in school. There's no doubt about it. I if that if I was trying to be a lawyer, I would be in school. I don't think that those are the sorts of things where you would have like what we talked about earlier, like for me to, to like want to continue to chase something, I need to like try, fail, try, fail, succeed, fail, 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 succeed. Like I need something. Um, whereas something like that, that takes such a long period of time and it's so tactical and it's so detailed and finite. And if you aren't good, like you're worthless as opposed to like being like kind of knowledgeable about a subject yeah. or like kind of being able to talk about the NBA, which, you know, I was and, and, you know, gotten a little bit, you know, a little bit deeper into it in the last few years. But like, that was me at, at 14, 15, like kind, kind of talk about it. Um, I had some pretty 
bizarre opinions. Um, <laughs> but besides the point, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta be super self-aware. So for me, my decision not to go to college was a, I was a bad student. B, if I went to school for broad, so broadcasting, I thought I wanted to be a broadcaster when I was younger, right? But the way the broadcasting system works, if you're the best of the best, it's kind of like baseball on steroids in the sense of when you're a baseball player, you go through the minor leagues, right? It's like mm-hmm. that for broadcasters, except it takes three times as long. Yeah. So you broadcast like, summer league games for two years then you broadcast foreign games minor league games for two years and you do double a and then you triple a and then literally somebody has to die or step down for you to get a major league gig because think about it there are 30 teams in all professional sports they have one broadcaster not a 30-man roster that interchanges they have one broadcaster. And what's the average career span for a broadcaster? Their entire freaking life. <laughs> they broadcast for their entire life. Vin Scully was in his 90s when he stopped, you know? So yeah. when I looked at that, okay, that's not for me. Maybe one day I'll, I'll dive into it. Like I, the NBA has been super uh, gracious and giving me opportunities to do like games on league pass and stuff like that. Um, and that's, that's been fun. And I always love broadcasting games and I, I, I want to do more, but that wouldn't have come from the natural broadcasting side that, and that also only came because of the social media stuff I do not because I'm a great broadcaster or anything like that. Um, yeah. But kind of an amalgamation of all of that made me realize that I'm not going to go to school because I think marketing in colleges is no, is no bueno yeah, because no. Uh, like you're not literally if you and I were teaching a class, the kids would come in and you'd be like, all right, guys, we're going to talk about Instagram reels. There is no college marketing class in college right now. It's has the kids come in. All right, let's talk about the finite details about why you get three to four X views on Instagram reels right now. Yeah. Definitely. Talk about TikTok. Let's talk about Charlie D'Amelio because that's more important than like the crap strategies based on like philosophy or whatever. old books or whatever. Yeah, yeah. books, books. <laughs> that's that was written before the iPhone was out, bro. <laughs> and it's about doing it too. I feel like I learned just from experimenting. Like you can't, you don't pay to go experiment. You know, hundred percent. You got to just test. So. You know, between those few things and also just, you know, wanting to meet people and network in a world where people are doing it rather like it's different when it's something that's like more tangible as opposed to like computer science, which is more like an isolated, um, like you don't, like you can network with other, other computer science scientists or, or whatever it may be correct me if programmers, i'm wrong but yeah. like programmers um <laughs> i make it sound so like einstein um <laughs> but my my point is just like it, it's just so different um it's two different worlds and you know well, it's like you can do you can program but it's not going to be in the way that's you're not going to understand the thing so it, it's kind of the same actually it's like we understand, you know, 
social media and media related things, but to some aspect, we don't know the technical terms that were created by like people, you know, and that's, that's a lot with like all these things. Like you could theoretically be a great doctor, but you don't have the degree because that's what you're, that's what's needed. So if that's what's needed for you to do it, you know, then it's like what you're saying, it's a self-aware thing. For computer science, it's the same in some aspects. Like, like you could be an amazing programmer, but if you don't have the, some people aren't naturally born with the, the mindset to problem solve, you know? So that's some things you learn in school. And sometimes you, you can learn it outside of school. It's different. So it, like what you're saying, it's different for everyone. I mean, everyone's path, you, you really got to be self-aware. You shouldn't go to school and, and spend the money to spend to go party. And I think that's go party and do an easy major. Cause then dude, you're just setting yourself up for failure there. I don't know what, what's going to happen after like, and that's what a lot of people do. That's how it's marketed as you have a great time. You get a degree of some sort, but like you can have, a, you can have a great time anywhere. You don't need, you don't need to pay that much, you know? And uh, I, yeah, I, you're, you're so right. People use college as a four year gap year. They're paying for. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> if you're doing it, you gotta show the hell up. Yeah, because if you go to school, it's really about what you do at the school. I mean, it's it's anything. Like you, it's four years, so you gotta put in something that's gonna bring value later. Like everything you do on the day to day are things that build up over time. It's not you you take a four year like you're saying vacation, paying for it too. Like <laughs> I don't know. So it's it's definitely a case by case. But yeah, I think we both. And that's the thing, like we both made the decision that was good for us in the moment, you know, and for us, like right now, that's what, that's what's the best for us. So hundred percent, which is cool. It's cool. We got both sides of the coin we can talk about too. Like it's hard to, some people are so one-sided and it's, you know, somewhere or the other, but it's, it's case by case for sure. There's no wrong or right answer unless you're choosing what's wrong for you. and i I still think like granted people who are just wired like that bro they're gonna make the best of any situation like that's like we were talking earlier we were just texting earlier today about like the goats and whatnot like the kobe's and the junior bridgman's of the world Uh, (laughs) and just how like you gotta like you gotta be there and you know show up for for everything no matter what experience you gotta you know take it take it by the horns and you know, make the most of it. You got those, you know, you got the next, whatever period you're in right now, you just got to do the most that you can do to make it, you know, something that's valuable or something that, I mean, that goes back to even what we're talking about today is the doing something like a theme page. That's one thing that can bring you closer to utilizing the time that you have right now. If you have free time, free time, you know, all free time we have 24 hours a day of free time <laughs> we can do whatever the shit we want with our like 24 hours in a day you know it's, it's all how you use it bro that's yeah. what gets me amped it's like dude like we have these amount of hours that's all we, that's all we got that's what everyone has so it's it's what you make of it in your own situation everyone's situation is different so it's like you got depending on your situation you just gotta you gotta utilize it 
Bro, nobody in the history of ever has had more hours in a day than you. So it's just like, when you think about it, it's like, oh, yo, like this dude did so much. It's like, no, he didn't. He just optimized his hours better than other people did. Um, He did more with his hours. He watched less Netflix with his hours and he ate less cookies in his hours. Nothing against cookies or Netflix. I just think some of that could be, you know, like towards you writing a Netflix show or you starting a cookie shop. Exactly. And if that's your free time too, it's like nothing against it, but, but yeah, no, I agree. Let's like, yeah, go ahead. I think along the lines of like, you got to do like, if you're not also, it's, it's also if like, you're not happy too. you know, you, you got to find what will make you the best you, which is the best you should be, you know, the happiest you as well is, is kind of what I think too. Totally. Let's flip to the complete opposite side of the coin. How important is it to take breaks and relax from time to time and not work a hundred percent of the time? It's tough. Um, I think it's important. I think it, it really depends on like the day. Like if you had, I think it also helps with efficiency. Like my break I would say is like a workout. You know, it's a different type of break, but I feel like a workout in the morning or, or taking the extra time to like a two hour wake up morning workout breakfast and then getting going with my day. It's not like I'm waking up and going right at everything, you know, and I think that's huge is like you always need a reset. Every day I need a reset, whether it's stretching, working out. I got into, I started getting into yoga. <laughs> yeah. How is it? Dude, you, you got to get on that, get on a yoga wave. At least, Never done at least it. Try it it's for me it's great it's great for like my back just stretching in general um but yeah so i started one of the wrestler one of my wrestler friends got me into it i'm like all right i'll try it but really any like it can be anything like if you need an hour of netflix you know at night or in the morning or something to get your day going to break it up because you can't have i feel like it's tough to continue a monotonous thing of wake up grind you know no break anything and I feel like that doesn't lead to the most, for me, I'm not the most efficient if I do that, if I don't break that monotony of like, um, well, I don't know, what What do you think? I think, and I, I'm making a YouTube video in a little bit, so I'm, the crux of it is that you need a few things that you love. I think for somebody to be like truly, truly happy, like you gotta love like three or four things. Um, you need a hobby hundred percent you need your like career so like let's use me as an example right because that's the only person that i can speak on the behalf of um (laughs) um basketball like hoops nation all that super big passion i love it everything nba i just love watching the playoffs um sports cards memorabilia that's another thing that's like number two working out playing basketball baseball tennis running doing weights all that kind of stuff swimming that's another and then doing stuff that's like more creative and motivational like this podcast that's that's my other thing and the combination of those things is what allows me to break up every day and I don't I don't like beat myself up or over anything and there's always more to do and if I ever get bored of one 
jump to the other and like scrolling eBay and like looking at Pikachus, like, you know, these bad boys here, Mario and Luigi Pikachu, because Nintendo owns both Pokemon. I saw that uh, live. (laughs) Oh, epic. Um, Or like, you know, I showed this to you before, but for everybody watching, Benjamin Harrison signed check from 1899 to a man named A.C. Dawson. By the way, if anybody finds out who he is and sends it to me via DM, I'll pay you the amount that this check is written for, which is $29. So <laughs> shout out to somebody if they can figure that out. It's impossible. I tried. Um, but my point was just that, you know, you got to have a couple of those. Like you have wrestling, you have b-ball, you have everything on the computer, uh, Einstein front that you're doing. Um, <laughs> you know, like you got to, you got to have, have a few balls what I think of it is like balls in the air. Like you got to juggle multiple things. You need ba- you need the balance. Like you can't have. Because I also thought of it even in even with school and stuff. It's like if I do bad in one thing, it's like I got something else to that will bring me up. Like you're saying, if you're if you're beating yourself up on about one thing, you have another thing to jump to, and that's like that's what you need. I think that's what you need to be a well-rounded, happy-ish human in some ways you can't be all your energy in one thing i think that's it's unhealthy because if that thing doesn't end up working out now what you know now now what is the, your your time is now you don't know what to do you know so you need the you need the balance factor and that's what i've figured with everything i'm doing is like you need multiple things so then you don't feel like you're working like it doesn't feel like like you're, you know, but you're grinding, but it doesn't feel like something that's taxing because you have multiple things that keep you regulated in some way. Yeah, yeah. I hate nothing more than like corny entrepreneurship content. And like a big point of that is always like, oh, I'm grinding, like I'm making all this money, like I'm selling all these things and I'm getting all these things. And I'm like, bro, stop guaranteed you are not putting in the time to do those things because you don't love it you don't love it because it's impossible to love it i wouldn't love it you wouldn't love it he she it wouldn't love it and i i think that's like but but back to the main point it's like we're all diversifying our our time portfolio um you know that's all it is bro (laughs) yeah for real but like do exactly what you would do if you had unlimited time. It's true. Like, what do you enjoy doing? All right, do it. That's it. <laughs> but that doesn't mean go like binge watch 10 hours of Breaking Bad every day. It means like, you know, you, you know, you just got to have a little bit of, a little, you got to see a little bit of potential and then it's over, bro. You figure it out. That's what I think. Yeah, you find something in your mind that you want to be or want to become or, you know, even if it's a big goal that's really far out, it's something that you can always work towards finding a new step towards it, you know, and then then, and then you figure out what, what will get you to that step, but also what you like in that aspect. Like, for me, <laughs> this is kind of funny, but it's always been, you know, working for LeBron or meeting LeBron um, Love it. has been like a 
just a random big goal of mine is just being around athletes in general. Um, main one being LeBron, huge LeBron fan. Uh, <laughs> but even then, it's like finding like ways to, you know, get to that point of like whether it's reaching out to those those companies or or doing something that will you know get you closer even if it's not even related to it like it's going to like i like the whole thing of uh if you think it you know like if you're always thinking about it and always uh you know uh giving your energy towards something that's productive i think is huge yeah no matter what the goal is not saying like your goal has to be meeting a person or anything like that it's just the idea of having something there that will allow you to do more or do something productive towards that step. Like you can't just be like, Oh, I want to go do something I love. And then you won't find anything because you need, you need it to be something that's also productive in a way, which we, as you know, I mean, that's, that's like kind of what we've been doing is everything is kind of something that's also a little productive, you know, it's not sitting and consuming and watching well, it is, but it's a combination, you know. Best of both. When you were younger, what did you what did you think you wanted to be when you grew up? Because I have a pretty ridiculous, bogus answer to this question. Dude, this is weird. An Olympic swimmer. <laughs> Bro, our answers aren't that far off. You're going to be surprised. What's your... I thought I was, I was sure that I was going to be a marine biologist. I was sure, like, sure that I was going to, like, it wasn't even a question. I was going to be scuba diving with fish my entire life. Also, I had a miss. I don't know how I thought this, but, like, I thought being a marine biologist was just, like, snorkeling all day long. <laughs> and like, and no, I learned, yeah, actually, I was studying art. and researching. Yeah. <laughs> you had to be a scientist, and you had to, you had to, write things and you had to read things and that that's where it was crossed off the list for me but uh i do love that's it. funny bro um but yeah our, our goals both uh both involve the water there <laughs> um yeah whole family was swimmers i was like you know what i want to be an olympic swimmer watch michael F watch all the you know olympic trials everything got into swim for like two years and hated it I mean, that's just like what happens. So you got to pivot. Something's not working out. If you don't like it, you pivot, you know, continue to pivot and adapt and grow. Got to. Cliche man. shit, but. Yeah. No, that's, that's the key right there. I think, um, I think with that, I think it's a good place to leave this one off. How can, uh, how can people find you best? Um, <clears throat> at B-Ball and Antonelli the best just dm me you know whatever <laughs> bang bang all right everybody thank you buster oh, always geez. bro all right everybody catch you on the next one let us both know if this helped you in any way shape or form catch you peace <laughs>